Welcome to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM, coming to you from the Northern Tablelands of New South Wales. I'm Luke, and on Tableland Explorers, we unpack the truths of the Bible and adapt them to our lives. Today, we are starting a new Bible study series called The Faith of Dos. I'm really excited for these Bible study series, as they are going to show us the faith behind Desmond Doss. How about you, James? Are you excited for this new Bible study series? Totally. Um, I've never actually really done anything like this. Yep. Um, and I really, I just love going through the Bible with people. Um, and so, you know, hopefully people who are listening, they can learn something. And hopefully even I can learn something as well. That's it. We always learn from each other, don't we? We have uh, two new guests with us today. We have Noah and Zed. You excited about studying with us today? Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm very excited about it. I love going through the Bible, and yeah, this is going to be fun. So, Zed, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Uh, what church you go to? What school do you go to? I'm from Bundara, New South Wales. It's a little town in between Armadale and Inverell. Hey, and, and Noah, um, what school do you go to exactly? Um, I do homeschool, so I do it all at home. Oh, awesome. So, how do you enjoy that? Um, yeah, it's good. It's... Um, much better than going to real school because you've got um you've got a lot more flexibility. Nice. So what do you get up to in your spare time since you've got so much of it? Um, I do a bit of everything. We do so I've got a garden market garden going, so I do a bit of that and um nice. I do parkour so I practice that a bit. Yep. Well awesome. Nice. Any injuries you you'd like to share for the audience members? Um, no serious ones, just skin, knees and elbows. So, Zed, you've probably had a few injuries with your uh, motorbike riding, haven't you? I've heard you do a lot of motorbike riding. Yeah. Just, yeah, like a few weeks ago, I hit a cow. Oh, you hit a cow on your motorbike? (laughs) Yeah, went straight over the handlebars and got knocked out. I was okay. You were okay? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, that is is a story and a half. It was the cow's fault. It was the cow's fault. So, the cow ran out in front of you, did it? Yeah. Hey, Noah, where do you go to church? Um, I go to church in the Seventh-day Adventist Church in Armadale. Oh, awesome. Same as me. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Noah is from James's church and Zed's from my church. So we're all teaming up from different churches now to be able to, to do this study. And Luke? Yes. What about you? Well, James, I'm the minister at the Gyra and Inverell Seventh-day Adventist Church, where I get to teach people about Jesus through preaching, Bible studies, and pastoral visits. How about you? What do you do? Me, uh, I am a Bible worker at Armadale Seventh-day Adventist Church, so I just right. help out here. Um, I give Bible studies in the community, um, help out with food blessings, which is one of the things we actually do Thursday. Uh, if you're in Armadale, there's food blessings at the Seventh-day Adventist Church um, in Armadale. Nice. Um, and I really, really love running. Um, actually, two days ago, I just did my first half marathon uh, just for a bit of fun. So, yeah. yeah. So, you finished? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't actually a race. I just kind of got a bit sidetracked when I was in the bush and uh, <laughs> just kept going. Fair enough. Just like run, forest, run. Just keep running, eh? 100%. Yeah. Well, this, um, this Bible study series, it's going to be it's a 12 Bible study series. So for the next 12 weeks, we're going to go through the faith of Desmond Doss. And now, those of you who don't know who Desmond Doss is, he was a Seventh-day Adventist medic in World War II. He refused to carry a gun. His mindset was that he would be on the battlefield saving life instead of taking it. And, you know, he went into war without a weapon, just went in with his Bible. 
and his faith in God and the, the miracles and the countless lives that he saved. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna learn about what sort of faith he had to be able to do that. Cause like, how much faith would you need to go into a battlefield without a weapon? Mm, like, would you guys feel comfortable going to Iraq or Afghanistan now without a weapon? No way. Like, it'd be scary, no. right? Yeah. But he had this faith that he was totally calm and at peace while on the battlefield. Um, and so why was that? And a good place to start, I think, study number one is the Bible. Now, everything that Desmond Doss believed in and, and what we believe in comes from the Bible. So if we don't have a foundation in the Bible, then nothing else really matters. Because if you don't believe the Bible is the Word of God, then it's not going to mean anything to you, anything that comes from it. So today's study is about the Bible and how we can trust the Bible. Yeah, awesome. Well, if, if you guys who are listening at home, uh, if you guys want to follow along with our Bible study today, you can actually follow along with us. Um, all you got to do is text DOS study, uh, which is just one word, no spaces. So DOS is spelled D-O-S-S and then study, no spaces at all, just one word. Uh, you want to text that to 048-808-31. And we're going to send you a link that'll take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So again, you got to text DOS study, that's D-O-S-S-S-T-U-D-Y to 04-888-80831. Today, we're on Study Guide 1, titled The Bible. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around to get the code word. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Matt Minikas with Give Me the Bible on Faith FM. Give me the Bible, star of gladness gleaming To cheer the wonder, lone and tempest-tossed no storm can hide that peaceful radiance beaming Since Jesus came to seek and save the lost Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day Give me the Bible when my heart is broken When sin and grief have filled my soul with fear Precious words by Jesus spoken Hold up faith's lamp to show my Savior dear Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love night shall vanish in eternal day. Give me 
the Bible all my steps enlightened Teach me the danger of these realms below That lamp of safety or the gloom shall brighten That light alone the path of peace can show Give me the Bible, holy message shining Thy light shall guide me in the narrow way Precept and promise, law and love combining Till night shall vanish in eternal day In eternal day In eternal day Welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? Today, we are on study number one, the Bible. We are about to start, so if you would like to join us with, with our Bible study today, then you can text DOS Study one word, to 488 and download the study guide number one, the Bible. Let's start our Bible study with a prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you that um, we can come together and to open your word and to learn more about your Bible and learn about how Desmond Doss had faith in your word. So now as we open your word, be with us, guide us, Lord, with your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Private Desmond Doss was a man who had a deep love for the Bible. In fact, it would be fair to say that it became the most defining influence in his life even in his childhood. He put everything on the line just so he could be true to it. Of course, he is not alone in this regard. The Bible is the most popular book in the history of the world, and it has changed the lives of millions. In this study, we are going to take a closer look at this book we call the Bible. It was written over a period of 1,500 years, 44 different authors, making it a collection of different documents, poems, lyrics, letters, histories, visions... How can one book have such an impact on a person's life? What is it about the Bible that makes it so special and how can we experience its life-changing influences today? When Desmond was leaving for training, his wife Dorothy gave him this little pocket Bible and he took it everywhere. He could be seen reading it all the time. And during training, when he was reading his Bible and when he was kneeling by his bed praying, the men in his unit would ridicule him, they'd tease him, they'd throw their boots at him. But when it came time for Desmond to be evacuated from the battlefield because he was injured, he realized he had lost his Bible. And he sent word back to his unit to say, hey, I've lost my Bible, can you look for it? And these same men that ridiculed him back at the beginning now were searching the battlefield for his Bible. You know, it's interesting how, you know, like, um, you know, it's one thing to read the Bible, but it's another thing to actually have a relationship with the author. Mm. And, you know, looking at Doss's life, you can really see how, he had a relationship with God. Yep. Yeah, he did. Question one is, has God chosen to communicate his messages to humanity? Amos D7 tells us, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Prophets are people of God called to speak and write for him. God has not left us in the dark concerning life and its meaning. 
Through his prophets, he has revealed his answers to great questions. So you guys have any thoughts or comments on, on this passage of Scripture? Yeah, through his friends on earth, people like the prophets and others. Sometimes random people like Balaam, who was just a prophet, even young people like David, who was a shepherd, and Daniel's friends. You know, it's um, it's not only... You know, not only has God communicated his message through um, the Bible, but he's actually given us examples um, through history that's recorded in as well. He has. James, you got any thoughts? Like, if we want to know what God says or God's yep. will is, right, like he actually cares enough to want to, like, share them with us. And he yeah, shares he them, like, through his prophets. And, and like, I think, like, when we look through the Bible, like, the prophets of God are people that were upright, people that were trustworthy, people that, showed themselves of something, you know, showed themselves that they were worthy to be trusted. And and if you wanted to get a message out through anyone, who would you choose but but someone that you could trust, right? Yeah. Someone that you could trust to be steadfast and have integrity. And so God communicates to us through those people. Yeah, he does. And, you know, some of those prophets in the Bible, man, they, they didn't have easy lives either. You know, they were out there speaking for God and the truth was unpopular, like today. The the way it really happens here is that God has this message that he wants to give to his people. So he used someone like, let's say, Daniel. He wrote the book of Daniel in the Bible. He, he gives them this message. How does he give them these messages? Well, you know, in Numbers twelve six, God says, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. I speak to him in a dream. So God gives Daniel a vision or a dream about a message. Then he translates that message to the people, and he writes it in a book or he speaks it to them. Now, because Daniel has had this message from God, he now speaks on behalf of God. Noel, would you like to read question two? Sure. So question two says, From whom did the prophets receive the message? And um, let's go to verse here, Second Peter um, chapter 1 and verse 20 and 21. And that says, Above all, you must understand that no prophecy of Scripture came about by the prophet's own interpretation. For prophecy never had its origin in the will of men. But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. And um, the Bible is different from any other book you'll read. It is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it is. You know, the the Holy Spirit here is um helps them deliver the message. Now some people think that people are just like dictated. Like they just wrote down every word that was there. But that wasn't really the case. You know, the Holy Spirit impressed on their mind of what happened and, and let them write it in their own language. Just like if the four of us witnessed an accident and we all wrote down what we saw it would all be a little bit different because we would uh, write it down compared to our worldview from the angle we were at, our own vocabulary. Um, the Holy Spirit allowed the prophets to do that themselves. So God showed them that vision or a dream, showed them what they wanted to write, and then left it up to them to try and um, how to write it into their view. Well, it's interesting because like when you, when you read the New Testament, and a lot of people, they start off in the New Testament, of the Bible and you read the four gospels and they're very, very, very similar, but there's small differences that make each one personal. Mm. And I think that's a great example of God showing how, how he wants us to, to personally reveal to others through our own experience, 
you know, his will and what he's done for us. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, from the more they all get their messages from God by different ways. Like, they could be, like, from speaking, he could send them visions or even dreams and stuff. Yeah, it is. It's so true how um, that all comes to pass. And I love this verse that says, no prophecy came from the will of man. Right? Mm. So this verse is claiming that, hey, this stuff that's in the Bible isn't coming from man. It's coming from God. Yeah. That it can, it can be trusted. God's just using humanity to write it down. But yeah. that whole thought of Scripture is, is coming from God. You know, it's really interesting that you said it, it never came from man because I went to a Bible study one time and um, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. Uh, and a guy read this and, and he said, he said, you know, because uh, he read two verses, he, he read one, uh, Revelation 19, verse 10, where it says, the spirit of prophecy is, is the testimony of Jesus Christ. And, and he made this very vague connection that because we can say, because we can say the name Jesus Christ, well, now we can prophesy. And he said, I, I prophesy this and I prophesy that. But, but this was never man's doing. It was always God moving these people. It was never an I want to, or it's never a, I think this. It was actually God moving people to say, God's shown me this. And I think that's really the takeaway message here. I thought, you know, it's, um, you know, it's not just in Bible times that people were, you know, influenced by the Holy Spirit, you know, like, you know, anyone today can be influenced and um, we can all be a messenger for God if mm. God chooses to. Yeah, for sure. You know, being a messenger doesn't mean we're a prophet either. You know, telling no. people, like the prophets have given us the message, right? He's given us the Bible. Now we take the Bible and we share it with others. So we aren't prophesying in the fact of being a prophet, but we are being a messenger, you're right, to be able yeah. to take this message of Jesus' love to the world. If you would like to follow along with our study today, you can test DOS study. That's one word with no spaces to 04888880831. And we will send you a link that will take you to a page where you can download today's study guide. So text DOS study. That's D O S S S T U D Y to 04888880831. Today we are on study guide one titled The Bible. Also, we have an awesome free offer for you today, so stick around and get the code word. You're listening to Michael W. Smith with Ancient Words on Faith FM. Holy words, long preserved for our walk in this world. They resound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient words in
Okay, welcome back to Table and Explorers. Today, we're going through the faith of DOS Bible study guides. Uh, these guides are showing us the faith behind a guy called Desmond Doss. Um, now, Desmond Doss was a guy that was able to go into World War II without a gun. He was able to save countless lives, and he ended up actually receiving uh, the Medal of Honor for someone that never even held a gun. Um, so we're actually looking about what was it about his faith that he was able to do all those things. Um, so we're on study number one, uh, which is called the Bible. And if you want to join along with us uh, at home, you can just text uh, DOS study, that's D-O-S-S study, one word, uh, to 04-888-808-31 and download study number one called the Bible. Uh, we're up to question three. And question three says, what did Jesus say about how a person could understand the teachings of the Bible? That's probably a really good question to understand, isn't it? And the Bible answer this question. The Bible answer is in John chapter 7, verse 17. And it says, Anyone who chooses to do the will of God will find out whether my teachings come from God or whether I speak on my own. The Bible needs to be read with an eagerness to learn and the willingness to follow God. You know, it's so true, isn't it? You know, many people have said they can read the Bible from cover to cover and get nothing out of it. But yeah, others can read it and get so much out of it. And I think we have to have that eagerness to be able to know the truth about what God's saying and that the that it's His will that we are following. Don't you reckon? Yeah, when we read the Bible, I think we really need to have an open mind and like mm-hmm. really think about it and make sure we like read the verses that relate and stuff. Yeah, I think um, sometimes, you know, we really need to read it and, like, read it in earnest some, Mm -hmm. otherwise we won't understand it. And sometimes, you know, it's good to read kind of the background um, story about it because, you know, if you're only reading the one verse, it might be hard to understand it. But if you go through the whole chapter and then try to understand it, it'll make it a lot easier. It will. It will. Definitely Mm -hmm. understanding the context of, of something. You know, sometimes, you know, when we get context in the Bible, we're looking at the verse and then we need to look at the verse before and after it and then look at the chapter to see what, I mean, because we can read one verse and go, oh, it means this, but that may not be what the context of the chapter or even the book is actually talking about. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, very important. Absolutely. Like, I think we've got to drop everything before before we go to the Bible because mm-hmm. if we come with these preconceived ideas, you know, if we come with this idea, God's like this, Jesus is like this, uh, we're going to probably get on a mixed message. And I guess all you guys are pointing to the next question, which uh, actually says, how should we study the Bible? Second Timothy uh, 2 verse 15 says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth, which is the Bible. You know, I really think, we should study the Bible intently. We need to be honestly trying to understand the precepts of the Bible. We need to see it as something that we got to handle carefully because with our own, our own interpretations, our own misconceptions, we can, we can bring out things that it, it actually doesn't really say. When we study it more, you know, we'll gain an understanding that we never had before or probably never had before for the Bible and what it's really about. You know, we definitely need to pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You know, the, the verses we read before about how the Holy Spirit 
uh, guided these men as they are writing this word. So we need to pray that that, Holy, that same Holy Spirit will guide us as we're reading. In the book of John, chapter 16, verse 13, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. So praying for the Holy Spirit, he's going to guide us into truth, isn't he? And I think for me too, when we're studying the Bible, you know, First John 4, 8 says, God is love. Now anything that we're reading in our Bible, um, if, if our interpretation of the Bible doesn't coincide with God is love, then I think that our interpretation is wrong. Okay, Zed, would you like to read question number five? What did prayer, what prayer did David, a shepherd who became the king of Israel, pray that could help us in understanding the Bible? Psalm 119.18 says, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. The Bible should be read prayerfully. Prayer is talking to God as you would to a friend. It is definitely talking to talking to God as a friend is something that you know He encourages us to do. Praying that we need guidance as well, opening our eyes to seeing you know how can you know this is a spiritual book. We need to have spiritual eyes to be able to see see these things, don't we? Totally. It reminds me of Matthew thirteen. Uh, verse 14. Um, I'm just going to go there real quickly because um, Jesus is actually talking to the, his disciples and he's talking to all these people and his disciples come to him and, and they're saying to him, why do you speak in parables? And he answered and said to them, because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and down in verse 14, he says, in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. And and the Bible is something that you know if we if we don't have understanding, you know sometimes we don't understand, and and we'll be like those people who we can hear it, but we're actually not hearing. Yep. No, you got any thoughts? Um. Yeah. You know, it's um when we pray, we um you know God will guide us. You know sometimes. You know, there'll be things that you'll see and you'll, you could take it, you know, the wrong way. And we really need to pray so that we make sure that, you know, what we're, what we're thinking is the truth and really, you know, meditate on it. Yeah. I think we really need to think about the culture and the time of when it was written as well. So it can help us understand. Yeah. We, we look at the Bible in a 21st century Western world, right? where the Bible was written in the Middle East in the first century. You know, words were different, things were different, and, yeah, we definitely need to open our eyes to, to everything. Noel, would you like to read, uh, do you want to do question six? Sure. Okay, so question six says, how did the people of Berea, a city in what is now northern Greece, receive the Apostle's Paul message, Apostle Paul's message about Jesus? How did they verify what he told them? There's a verse here of Acts 17 and ver, um, verse 10, 10 to 12, and it says, Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see what Paul, if what Paul said was true. The Bible needs to be studied carefully. Passages should be read within their historical, culture, and literary context. Someone has said it with tongue-in-cheek. Cain attacked his brother Abel in Genesis. 
Jesus said, go and do likewise in Luke. And what you're about to do, do quickly in John. All these three statements are in the Bible, but they're not related at all. Yeah, that is so true, isn't it? I've um, heard someone put two verses together, the one where it said um, Judas went and hung himself, and then they opened the Bible again to go and do likewise. Like, you know, we can't take these things out of context, can we? You know, we yeah. need to examine the Scripture for ourselves. You know, it's it's good um, to have some guidance, like as we're going through here studying us. But these people, like you read in Acts, they went back to the Bible themselves and to study it for themselves. And I think that's something that we, we want to show on on here in our Bible study is that, hey, we can't always just take man's, man's word for it. You know, I've got, a, I've got a bit of a favorite saying, just because a Christian says it doesn't mean that it's in the Bible. Yeah. Right? We, we need to go back and we need to look at the Scriptures for ourselves and, and let, the, let them answer themselves. Like, there will be things in the Bible that like are symbolic, and we can find those answers, those symbolic things, in other parts of Scripture. Like to encourage our listeners today for to further study. Don't just take our word for why the Bible is important. Study it for yourself and find out why it's important to you. You know, Albert William Miller, when he Albert, who's one of the founders of the Seventh Adventist Church, when he actually um, studied the Bible, he didn't read through anything that he didn't understand. So, if he read found something that he didn't understand, he wouldn't go on until he found out what that meant. And I think that's a good example for us. And it comes, I, I totally agree with with what you both said, Luke and Miller. And, and, you know, we really need to, and it goes back to when we do study the Bible further as well, we need to make sure that we have an open mind and open hearts as well. Mm. Because if I if I go back, you know, if I hear, you know, let, let's take that example, you know, Judas hung himself, go and do likewise, you know, and then I went and read where Elijah said, you know, he prayed that he might die. You know, if I'm if I'm voluntarily feeding myself things that I know are gonna give me this idea, then you know, I don't I don't really think that it's with an open heart. We've got to be willing to just pray, open mm-hmm. open God's word and just ask him for guidance. We have an awesome free offer for you today. So save this number on your phone, O four triple eight eight oh eight three one. That's O four triple eight eight oh eight three one. And wait for the code word that is coming up soon. You're listening to Tableheads Explorers on Faith FM. And here is Word of God Speak by Mercy Me. I'm finding myself at a loss for words. And the funny thing is, it's okay. The last thing I need is to. To hear what you would say, word of God speak, would you pour down like rain, washing my eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know that you're in this place, please let me stay. God 
Today we're going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What was it about his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives, and end up receiving the Medal of Honor? Also, stick around for the code word for the free offer we have for you today. You don't want to miss out on this one. Okay, let's get back to our study. We're up to question seven. Question seven. Um, it gives us really, you know, the question a lot of non-Christians really ask and and that question is what is the focal point of the entire bible and when we look in luke uh 24 verses 13 to 32 and and 44 to 48 uh it talks about jesus after the resurrection um and jesus appears to to two disciples and and they don't understand they don't realize that it's jesus um and it says here it says and beginning with moses and all the prophets he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself um, so like we see that the whole Bible is about Jesus, um, and God's plan to rescue human beings from sin and evil. Um, the terms, the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms or, or the writings, there were three divisions of the Hebrew Old Testament. All of it was, was about Jesus. You know, Jesus said to the Pharisees, he says, you know, you search the scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me. You know, he was saying that the whole Bible actually reveals him and and his love. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? And um, imagine that Bible study. You know, I've I've read that story in Luke there, that road to Emmaus to those disciples, and to be able to sit down. Imagine having that Bible study with with Jesus. Mm. Uh, we look at that. What what Bible would have they been using back then? This is this is AD thirty one. This is just after the resurrection. The New Testament wasn't written. Right, so this Bible study Jesus is giving his disciples about him is the Old Testament. This verse is really showing us that hey, the Old Testament centers around Jesus as well. You know, it's really sad to know that there's a lot of Christians out there that believe the Old Testament is just no good and you don't need it anymore. But Jesus is clearly saying here, Hey, I'm all through the Old Testament. 
You guys um ever seen those where Wally where's Wally books? Yeah? Yeah. The whole idea of yeah. those books is to find Wally, right? Now is Wally on every page? Yes. Yes. Is Wally sometimes yeah. easy to find and then sometimes hard to find? Yes. Like, yeah. you know, I've I've been on a page where I'm like looking for Wally and I'm thinking, I reckon he's not even on this page. Have you ever thought that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But what the author says that he is on every page, right? Yeah. So right here, the scriptures are about Jesus. So really, the Bible is just one big book of where is Jesus. Some pages and some stories we read, Jesus is going to like jump out of us. We're going to find it straight away. And some are actually going to be really hard to find. But he is there because the Bible says, the author of the book says that Jesus is there throughout scripture. Yeah, I just you know the Bible is not only like a um, you know a, a big book of where's Jesus, but it's it's also a you know a big redemption story. No, you're right. It it is about redemption. It's this. It's interesting. I love the fact that I don't know if you've ever noticed, but first two chapters of the Bible, right? Genesis chapter one and two, you have the creation of the world. Everything is perfect. Genesis chapter three, you have the fall of man and then the world going into sin. Then you have the last two chapters of the Bible, Revelation chapter 20 and 21, and that is recreation, where it talks about the earth made new and sin and suffering and pain all gone, right? which is going to be an absolutely amazing day. The rest of the Bible is the in-between part. Genesis chapter 3, humanity got kicked out of heaven. The rest of the Bible is about God trying to get humanity back into the Garden of Eden. And one day soon, you know, the way this world's going, I think that Jesus is on his way back and... We're going to be seeing him very soon. Any more thoughts on question seven? Um, I think the Bible was just really a way to help us gain a relationship with Jesus and help us to be saved. For sure, definitely. Question eight. Question eight really leads into that. You know, it says, For what purpose did Jesus come into this world the first time? And you know, when Jesus first came. John three sixteen is one of the most, you know, popular verses in the Bible and it says for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I mean, that that's the whole point. You know, the Bible brings us to this point of what Jesus did for each and every one of us. The Bible says that you know, Jesus came so we wouldn't perish. He came, so that we, he came to take our punishment. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But Romans 3.23 says that we have all sinned and we've fallen short of the glory of God. So the Bible says that everybody has sinned and the wage of sin is there. So we're all on death row, basically. right? And 1 John 3.4 tells us that the sin is transgression of the law. So this, is, this is God's law. So that for the punishment of breaking God's law is death, and we've all done it in some way, shape, or form. But yet God is both just and merciful, right? The only person that can take our punishment is the lawgiver. So God knows that the punishment for sin has to be paid out. But he takes that on himself. He says, you know, it is my law that you've broken, so only I can take it. So he comes to earth as Jesus. And he comes and he takes our place. And he dies in our place. Yeah, and, um, you know, it's like the amount of, like, Mercy really shows us is unbelievable. Like, you know, really, no matter how many times we wander away, every time we come back, 
you know, um, he'll forgive us. And, like, imagine a judge on earth being like that, you know. Like, imagine what the people would say if, like, you know, 15,000 times this guy comes back and he just forgives him again and again. Like, yep. it's yeah. really amazing. Absolutely. And, and, you know, like, our lives sometimes, our lives are broken and we think, like, why would I want to live anymore, like, in this life? But the Greek word uh, used in, in one of the, in the New Testament, sometimes it's, it's the word Zoe. And, and that life doesn't just mean eternal life in, in length, but it actually means a life abundant in joy, mm. um, you know, in good relationships. And, and I think if we all experienced those good relationships and if we experienced them, we'd want them forever. And we'd, we'd want that fullness of life that is really given through Jesus. Yeah, that, that is true. And we're really seeing where knowing God is just and he's merciful, right? We see those two come together on the cross. You know, when Jesus died, we're, we're seeing the justice of the punishment of sin. You know, the Bible says the wage of sin is death. Jesus, you know, the Bible says that, you know, he that knew no sin became sin for us. He took sin upon himself and that he, he took that punishment. And we, when we see yeah. his mercy taking our spot, oh, that's where we were supposed to be. As he stretches out his hands, says, "I love you this much," as he dies on the cross, you know, because you know this word here says, um, "Those who believe in him shall not perish, but they'll have everlasting life." So really, it's like you know, if we believe in Jesus, we have everlasting life. If we don't, that we will be perished. And what's the opposite to everlasting life? Death. Everlasting death, right? Yeah. Where you'll just you'll just cease to exist. Um. And this word believe, it's an action word. If I told you that, well, no, if I told you I believed in you and I wanted you to, to do something at church and I said, I believe that you can do it, but then I micromanage you, I always keep changing your ideas, I keep telling you what I want, would you think that I believed you? No. No, I wouldn't, right? So this, you know, we can't just go, I believe in God and then just go do what we want. Yeah. There's this, there's this action of Faith is an action word, you know, believing in God is an action. I think if you think about it, God's really kind of like our bail money. We're like, we're stuck in Satan's prison and God came and sent us out. Yeah. yeah. He's just our way out. That's it. You know, the Bible says that he ransomed us, you know. The devil ransomed yeah. us and Jesus paid with his blood. You know, you ever, have you ever felt um, worthless? Have you ever felt like you mean nothing that... Like, no one cares, no one loves me, no one wants anything for me, I'm just useless. Have you ever felt like that? Mm-hmm. You know, and, yeah. and here the Bible is saying, you're worth the life of God. That's how much you're worth. You know, when you think, when you think you're worth nothing, we find our worth in Jesus because Jesus came and he died for each and every one of us. Yeah, I think, I think what we've been talking about, you know, kind of points us to this last question. It does, doesn't what it? What did Jesus promise to give those of us who were burdened? burdened. Um, and in Matthew 11, verse 28, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Uh, some versions say heavy laden. Um, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus gives us rest. Rest from, rest from the world, rest from our trials, rest from hardship, rest from sin. And it's this peace like nothing else on the earth will, will, will give us. You know, in, in John 16, verse 33, 
Jesus says, he says to his disciples, this is just before he's, you know, hung on the cross uh, the night before. And he says, at the last supper, he, he says, these things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Okay. And, you know, it's interesting, like, if I could live a life where, like, no matter what tribulation, no matter what tribulation, like, all this stuff, we could just have peace. I mean, yep. who wouldn't want to take that? And that's what Jesus came to give us. And if you're listening and you've never heard about that peace before, maybe take that step, you know, ask ask God to show you that peace that, that he gives you. Yep. For sure, you know, and giving our burdens to Jesus is the best thing that we can do. We can't always carry our burdens, and we shouldn't. Jesus says, hey, cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. You know what the hardest part is, though, is sometimes we take them back because we'll pray and we'll give our burdens over to Jesus, and then all of a sudden when we leave, we're like, oh, no, no, let, give, me, give them back. You know, we need to, I think the hardest part for us is to just let Jesus carry them, give them yeah. over and say, you know what, Jesus, you got them. I can't carry this anymore. You need to carry it. Yeah, and it just takes that that weight off your shoulders. And yeah, if you are struggling and you have, you know, we're in the midst of COVID, we're in and out of lockdowns. Um, so many people are suffering and they're hurting. And yeah, just I want to encourage you to to try try Jesus. You know, get down on your knees and and pray that He can take those burdens for you and give Him that give you the peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, and um, you know. No matter how big our burden is, you know, he will take it. But mm. like you said, we have to be able to give it to him and be able to um, not take it back. Yeah, he just really carries the times you've messed up and done things wrong. And, yeah, you can just give it to him. And he makes you feel freedom. We have an awesome free offer for you coming up after the break. So save this number in your phone, 04 888 That's Oh four triple eight eight oh eight three one and wait for the code word that is coming up after the break. You're listening to Tableland Explorers on Faith FM. Here is Burdens by Jamie Kimmer. And when the night comes, when you're all alone, when there's trouble stirring in your soul, and if your world is Falling apart And just hold on For the morning break to dawn Come and lay your burdens down To the place where freedom is found At the feet, at the feet of Jesus Come and lay your burdens down When the deepest sorrow weighs on your heart When you've prayed for answers but the answers never come For every tear that you cry there's a promise, He will make your burdens light.
face to face All our worries will surely fade away In the presence of His glorious light We'll sing hallelujah to the one who gave us love to Table Ed's Explorers. Today we are going through the Faith of Doss Bible Study Guides. These study guides are showing us the faith behind Desmond Doss. What is it about the, his faith that he was able to go into World War II without a gun, save countless lives and end up receiving a Medal of Honor? Also, the code word for the free offer we have for you today is coming up very, very soon. You don't want to miss out on this one. Let's get back to our study. Yeah, Awesome. Look, some time ago, uh, the American Bible Society, they conducted an experiment in Chicago. Uh, they chose a five-block area in the district with the highest crime rate and flooded it with 7,000 copies of John's Gospel, uh, enclosing on the inside an invitation for anyone who wanted more reading material to send for a free copy of the Gospel of Luke or for 25 cents, they could actually get the whole New Testament in modern English. Mm-hmm. They ended up receiving 200 requests for New Testaments in response to the mailing. More significant to them was the fact that the police captain in the district reported that the crime rate had dropped drastically within one month of the experiment. The same experiment was conducted in another area with a high crime rate that had similar results. So, look, this pair in the Bible. It changes mm-hmm. lives. It That's- can change your life. The Bible itself says, taste and see that the Lord is good in, in Psalm 34 and 8. Um, just as the proof of the pudding is in eating, so as we take the Bible and read it, we're going to find hope and meaning in our lives. Um, I think, I don't know, I think you guys would agree, um, but, but the Bible really points us to Jesus. Um, and when we see Jesus, it actually shows us the truth about ourselves. Um, it shows us mm. our faults. And I think, I think like those people, they would have seen their faults, uh, but it actually even shows them the solution, uh, as well. And sometimes, you know, we don't really understand that, you know, we hear the solution is in Jesus, uh, but sometimes we don't fully understand it. But through, through tasting and seeing, through beholding, we actually become changed. What, what do you boys reckon about that? Yeah, that's, um, that's true. And like, you know, the Bible has had a, a huge impact on my life on basically, you know, every part of it, you know, growing up, even just growing up from when I was really little, you know, just listening to Bible stories and they had an influence on, you know, everything I do. Mm. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? 
How about Zed? How's, how's the Bible changed your life? Yeah, it's changed my life a lot. Really helps reading it as well. Like if you're having, feeling down or anything, you can read it and it makes you feel a lot better. Yeah, it's just helped me a lot through life. And since I have grown up in a Christian household, I guess it's a lot easier for me to say that. Yep. Yeah, just for everyone, I definitely recommend it. It is definitely looking looking for for that peace that it can it can yeah. give. You know, like you know, Bible passages have helped me so much in in my life. I've recently and even even growing up, like my life. You know, I had ten family members die before I was ten. You know, I knew all my great grandparents and great uncles. And well, one of the the closest one of those was my brother when when he passed away. In Revelation twenty one four is a verse that really helped me through those tough times, and it says. And God, not my guardian angel, not any other heavenly being, but God himself will wipe away all the tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, nor shall there be any more pain, for the former things have passed away. You know, one day, death, suffering, pain, all that will be gone. As we grieve for the loved ones that we've lost, you know, this this Bible promise gives us the promise that you know, there are better days ahead, promise of eternal life, to know that those that we have lost that love Jesus, we're going to see them again. And, and many more different Bible verses that encourage us and help us through different things. Yeah. And I think, I think um, like, you know, people can look at churches. And I remember when I, you know, I grew up in a Christian household and, and I, I ran off. But when I came back to church, I looked around and I said, look at all these perfect people. But, you know, like, the Bible shows us uh, that we're not perfect, and we need we need a savior. We need Jesus, and that's that's the whole point. Why why we go to church? Why we read the Bible? Because we need help. You know, we're no better than anyone else. Yep, that's it. We aren't. Now, at the end of our study here, we have a section called "My Response." If you've downloaded the study guide today, you'll notice at the bottom it says, we would like to hear your response. Click here to send us your response. We're going to go through our responses now, but if we would like to hear from you. We would like to hear what this study has done for you and what your responses are. If you click here on the PDF that you have downloaded, that'll take you to a Google Docs form that you can fill out and that'll send to us and we'll be able to reply back to you and to encourage you and to um, pray with you if you need to. Um, so we encourage you, if you've downloaded the PDF, to click on the word here and you can fill out your response. We're going to go through the response um, with us now. In this study, what have you discovered about the Bible that has helped you? A lot of this, you know, I've been taught, you know, from when I was very little, but it's very interesting. You know, every time you review something, you gain something more and um it's just so encouraging to know that you know, the Bible can always be trusted and like we have, I have no doubt in my mind that it can be trusted no matter what. Yeah, it's definitely proved that the Bible can be trusted because there's like things that are prophesied to happen and that all happened. Yeah. There's still ones to come. And I, I definitely believe believe the Bible can be trusted, not just from this study, but from many other studies that I've done. James, how have you come to trust the Bible? I think when it really shows us our weaknesses and mm. and you know when it shows me that I'm not perfect I think yep. I think you know in a in a strange way I can actually trust it because because it's not telling me what I want to hear it's telling me what I need to hear wow. um yeah, sure. and and what I need so um do you reckon you guys could tick the box that the bible is relevant for us today do you guys think the re- bible is relevant for us today absolutely, absolutely. yeah definitely 
Why? And we've um, we've actually, you know, we've got examples all through it. You know, without a lot of those examples, we wouldn't know. We also couldn't check what other people say. You know, if we just took whatever anyone said at face value, then we'd be in a terrible spot. So it's mm. it's really relevant. So we can check what people are saying and really study them for ourselves. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Good. if you if you read the Bible, then you can definitely see that people have had definitely like the same struggles we have nowadays. I think the Bible is relevant for us today as well. You know, I use the Bible every day to give me hope and a promise for the future. You know, and to know God loves me and that he died for me and to have the courage and confidence that it gives me. Our next, our next box there is that I'm excited about what I've discovered and would like to spend more time reading the Bible. Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely love studying the Bible. It's, it's something that can really, um, really strengthen your walk with God. And, um, you know, there's certain books like Revelation where it's just all prophecies and you, it's kind of like a puzzle that you've got to uncode. And then there's other parts where, you know, Jesus just gets straight to the point. Like in Matthew, it just says, you know, what it is. And, like, it's um, it's very interesting book. You'll probably, you know, Never find any other book that is as action-packed as it is. Hey, hey, boys, what do you reckon, uh, what assurance comes to mind about the Bible when you think about its power, preservation, and reliability? Um, think about, you know, the, the time it's been around. Do you think there's an assurance that comes to that, and what kind of assurance does it come? What about Noah? What do you reckon? Well, I mean, there's, um, there's definitely, you know, an, ins- an assurance of, like, prophecies of the Bible, like Zeddy mentioned earlier, that's different prophecies that came true that really um, strengthened our trust of the Bible so that we can know that um, what it says is true. Mm, absolutely. That's one, is, is prophecy. Zed, do you have another one? Yeah, I think it's really helped. Well, if you go back to the topic, it's really helped Doss with his life and... Mm. It's had lots of power in his life, so it definitely can in our life too. We just need to have an open mind and really think about it. And, you know, it's it's lasted thousands of years, and it's changed the lives of millions. And I reckon that's evidence enough um, that we can trust the Bible. Yep, uh, nothing else today. has surpassed time, knowledge, generation, languages, cultures, the way the Bible has. And I, I think that's basically the assurance that we have. Yeah, I think I think now would be a great time to close in prayer unless you guys had anything else to add. I think I think we should pray. I think that'll be good. Yeah, awesome. Well um unless you're driving, uh feel free to um you know, we'd like to welcome you to close your eyes and bow your heads with us as as we just close uh, in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we, we just want to thank you for the assurance of the Bible. I just want to pray that if there's anyone listening right now um that's going through hardness, uh hardship struggling to accept the truth of the Bible, struggling to accept something in the Bible, uh, that you just give them the peace uh, that surpasses all understanding, the peace that you give, God, um, and give them direction, help them to see that you have a purpose for them. Uh, we ask all these things, uh, and we thank you for your word and the assurance of the Bible. God, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, guess what? It is time. It is time for the code word for the free offer that you've all been waiting for. So this week, we're giving away the book Hero of Hacksaw Ridge. This book tells a true story of Desmond Doss. This is a must-have book. It tells the true story of what Desmond Doss did to be able to be awarded the Medal of Honor. You can get this book absolutely free 
with the code word hashtag TE10. That is hashtag TE10. Text that right now to 04888-80831 to receive this amazing true story of Desmond Doss. How did Doss define love, you're probably wondering. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. That's what the Bible says. Uh, discover the depth of love Doss had for his fellow soldiers despite the challenges he endured on our next study called Love Story. Thank you for tuning in to Table and Explorers on Faith FM. If you're not sure about any of the things we've talked about on the show today, we want to encourage you to pray, ask God for clarity, and study the Bible for yourself. As David says in Psalms 119, God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. God bless, and we'll catch you next time.